This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Today on the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, we're looking a little deeper into the 10-second diet. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past, and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to just deny it. Thin. Won't tell you lies. Thin. I won't smaller thighs. Thin. But I realize I guess I'll have to Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Jackson. Thanking you so much for tuning in. If you are new to the show, look, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a trainer. I'm just a dude, in this case, in my car in the rain, uh, trying to lose some weight. Our website is LogicalLoss.com. You can email me, Dave, at LogicalLoss.com. You can call in your comments. It's 888-563-3228, or you can just use the voicemail button out of the website if you've got a microphone plugged into your computer, or you can leave a comment out at our website at LogicalLoss.com. And we have survived summer, apparently, and uh, yesterday was... What was yesterday? Labor Day, which is a very weird kind of uh, holiday here in the States, but it's another reason for us to eat, right? Jeez, all of our holidays are uh, just manifested. I had the, the beautiful thing is my wife's birthday was on Memorial Day. Memorial Day. I keep saying Memorial Day. Labor Day. And the day before that, her daughter decided to throw her a birthday uh, party. So we had this huge, great family meal, but I, I geez, it was roast beef and corn and homemade mashed potatoes, and then of course cake. Now the good thing about Labor Day is I spent a big chunk of the day. I ended up with seventeen thousand steps because we are moving from an apartment across the parking lot to a townhouse. So we'll have our own washer and dryer, which would be very nice. The big reason why we're moving. But there's nothing more fun than picking up everything you own and moving it. So if you hear, I'm going to try to uh, get the noise out of the background. It's actually, here, let me, uh, I'm actually doing this in my car. I was going to walk around today. I haven't done that in a while. And uh, yeah, if you can hear, you can't really hear the rain. You can hear the highway. But I'll just probably cut out the background noise. But a couple weeks, a couple weeks, a couple months ago, probably at this point, when I was in New York... I uh, got to meet this woman named Myrna Lynn, who is the author of the book, The 10 Second Diet. She talked a little bit kind of about it, but not what it is. It's a technique you can master in less time it takes to read the cover of this book. So I'm through a couple chapters of it here. And it's kind of a, an interesting book in the fact that it's 
doing a lot of the things that I've been talking about, things like you have different reasons why you eat, right? One is physical and the other one is psychological. So the physical one you have to ask is, am I really hungry, right? Then you have the psychological, why am I eating now? Why am I choosing to eat this particular food? And um, then you also have to, to get past the mental, you know, what will this food do to benefit my body and to help it perform to its own potential? Why am I choosing to eat this particular food? Is it the right time to eat? What is the caloric value? So you kind of ask yourself these things, the physical, the mental, and the psychological. And then she has 10 words that you need to remember. So there's a lot of tens in this book. And uh, this one is 10 words. And this is when you start to uh, want to eat something and you know it's not time, you know you're not hungry, um, you know that what you're going to eat isn't going to really help you, and that you uh, you kind of know that uh, maybe you're depressed, maybe you're happy, maybe you're bored. That's why you want to eat. And so what you do is you say these 10 words. You ready? Here's the fir- There's four lines here. Number one, I can do this. So if you could just, wherever you're at, if you're a able to just say that out loud. I can do this. Awesome. Okay. Here's the next one. It will work. Right. Cause we know that the plan isn't hard, right? I guess we should say it's simple. Eat less, exercise more. That's simple. Doing it is kind of hard, but we know that if we do that, if we eat less, if we exercise more, it will work. So I can do this. It will work. The next part, just Stop. Stop it. I've been listening to a, uh, he's a pastor, he's a uh, marriage counselor. It's a guy named Mark Gunger, G-U-N-G-O-R. Find him at markgunger.com or laughyourway.com. And he talks about how so many people in life now, if you feel it, you have to do it. And that's just not the case. You can stop yourself. And his whole thing is just stop it. Stop it. And so that's, so it's, I can do this. It will work. Just stop. And last but not least, ready? Think. And this again is a big part of it. We focus so much when it comes to eating on how I feel and how the food is going to make us feel, right? Arby's has good mood food. It says it right there on the sign. No, it's time to stop and think and go, you know what? Number one, that food isn't really the healthiest. It's not the most nutrient-rich food I can eat. It's got a lot of calories, and I could probably get by with just the sandwich and not the curly fries and not the soft drink. And here's the other thing. This isn't from this book, but it's a line I heard. I wish I could remember where I heard it from. And it's not so much, we so much focus on, you know, would you like some more food? And the answer, what would you answer to that, right? Well, you would probably say, no, I'm full, right? You eat till you're full. And in reality, we probably shouldn't be eating till we're full. We should be eating till we're not hungry. So it's not, are you full? The question should be, are you hungry? And I was like, man, that's an eye-opener for me. Because so many times it's like when I uh, when we had the dinner party 
the problem was, and this just, you know, we, we need to have somebody go, let's uh, all move into the living room. No, what did we do? We sat at the table, we ate our first helping, and then we sat around and we talked. And while we're talking, I had some more roast beef. And I said, ah, I'll have another spoonful of mashed potatoes. You know. And I ate until I was stuffed because it was sitting in front of me. And I should have just got up and moved because I knew I was trapped and things like that. So if you can take those 10 words, I can do this, it will work. Just stop and think. One more time. I can do this. It will work. Just stop and think. That is part of the 10-second diet. And she talks about in the book the fact that the word diet has taken on so many negative connotations. And in reality, a diet really just doesn't apply to food. It says in Webster's Dictionary, it says, a habitual course of living. There can be a monetary diet, which we generally refer to as a budget. Um, Not spending more than one earns would be equivalent to not overeating food. A work diet is a balance of work to play. Without, uh, if you have that, of course, you become a workaholic. A humanitarian diet is a diet rich in kindness and positive gestures to, to humanity. So a diet does not have to be an undesirable state you do not look forward to being in, yet you find yourself perpetually and frustratingly inhabiting. And again, much like any of the other books we've read, it talks about having personal responsibility. It's a matter of looking at yourself and going, look, you know what? Over the last however many years, I kind of let myself go. I'm responsible for that. Nobody put a gun to my head and made me eat the Big Mac. Nobody made me eat the cake. And I've put myself in a position that's not very good. Now, don't beat yourself up, but you do have to understand that there are ramifications for your your actions. And she says here, through repetition, almost anyone can create a learned response to stop. Stop before self-destructively eating the next bite. The time to stop is when you find yourself in a situation where you know better and are inclined to do something anyway without a regard for the consequences. Stop before inflicting harm to oneself or someone else. One more high-fat calorie-laden bite will not necessarily kill you or do irreversible injury to you, but one bite after another after another just might. She says just stop and think about it. She makes another great point here. She says, you know, babies aren't born with a how-to tag, right? Telling how best to uh, nurture and raise them. Says, we don't come with an instruction manual on how to live life. We are currently in a state of SOS. Save our society. She says, Nike says, just do it. She says, I say, just don't do it until you stop and think. And that is part of the problem if you think about it. We are an instant society. I remember growing up having to heat up SpaghettiOs, which, by the way, horrible food to be feeding your children, but boy, did we love them, right? They're like 34% fat. And, um, you know, you'd have to heat them up, and it was like four or five minutes, you know, and now you nuke them in a microwave or whatever. 
we have a very kind of now instantaneous we don't like to wait we we don't watch commercials now on tv we we tivo them and fast forward through them which is a good thing but we are very much on the move right half the reason if your dinner came through a window last night right <laughs> of some sort it's probably because you were pushed for time i know for me i my excuse whenever I eat fast food is not because I'm too tired to cook. I understand that is a uh, a, a well seasoned excuse, but for me, it's always like I don't have time to cook. I need to. I can I can multitask. I can eat in the car, and when I get to wherever I'm going, I can continue doing what I'm going to do. And it's just a horrible excuse, but you you don't think about the consequences, and. I think you'll find a lot of times if you don't get your food through the window, you will find a way to find the time to cook for yourself, to cook something healthier, to eat something healthier, whatever it is, instead of doing your original plan of multitasking. Now, we've talked about breaking things down in the past, how we can feel. I did my little... uh I do this every time I go to any kind of sporting goods store where I go to the weight section, the free weight section, and I pick up, in my case, I picked up 30 pounds because that's about what I want to lose. And my wife went over and picked up how much she wanted to lose. And we're both like, no wonder we are so tired. And so that's a great exercise. If you get a chance to do that, do that. But it also can be overwhelming when you think, man, I got so much weight to lose. And we have said... You know, break it down. Think about, well, can I lose 10 pounds three times? Yeah, probably. And then you can even go, well, let me just focus on losing one pound this week. And then break that down and go, I'm just going to focus on, like, I just had lunch. I had a salad from the local grocery store, which makes salads. I, I go there every week now. Instead of going, I could go down the street to Taco Bell or Burger King, and I get some fat-free dressing, and I don't even put it on the salad. I just dip my fork in it. I dip my fork in the bag and then uh, the bag of... Uh, dressing and then dip it in there and go that rate. So you can break things down. And so she says, uh, she has a point here. She says, she said, it would be dishonest to claim that you will lose weight just by thinking. However, everything, everything begins as a thought, which may evolve into a thought process. Uh, Like links in a chain, one thought triggers another and another until you have a concept You need to grasp a simple concept, one that works and will continue to work as you use it. Just like exercise, it does become easier. And when it starts out easy, how much easier can it get? She says, here again is your thought, which has already been put into a thought process and conceptualized. Now, that's easy, she says. And again, she repeats, I can do this. It will work. Just stop and think. Now, one of the reasons she says this works is when you say things like, I can do this, it creates a positive, strong mental directive. It will work, reaffirms, and solidifies the optimistic success of your attempt. Just stop, arrest your thought process, and it refocuses your actions to enable you to redirect your thinking. So take control of yourself, she says. You have the power. It does not have the power over you. And she makes a great point. She talks about how she she talks off about sitting in front of a brownie. 
And there is a certain way that you can actually have anger work for you. And she talks about how when you look at the brownie and you're sitting there and you're, you want the brownie, you want to eat the brownie, whatever it is. I'm not a big brownie person. But the fact is you are in control. You. Nobody's putting a gun. You are in control. And so there are a couple ways that uh, she talks about this. She said, number one, if you're, if number one, people talk about, well, it's my brownie. Don't. No, it's the brownie. And it's these little kind of weird mental Jedi mind tricks, you know. There is no do, only try. Or there's no try, only do. It's supposed to be Yoda. It sounded a little more like Grover uh, with a hangover. <laughs> Today is brought to you by the letter G and the number six. Okay. Uh, so, um, so she goes on about how what she did was she took her brownie and cut it into these incredibly small pieces. And then what she did was she put a very small piece of the brownie into her mouth and she took, you guessed it, 10 seconds. Now, 10 seconds is a long time. It's starting now. Is uh, I'll tell you when 10 seconds is up. But she says to put it in your mouth and feel the texture and really taste it and 10 seconds is up now. That's a long time, 10 seconds. So, you know, put it in your mouth, um, you know, maybe even smell it before you put it in your mouth, feel the texture, taste the the actual flavor. So many times my wife always says, how do you even taste your food? Because she says, I just slam Dunkin' into my stomach. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things you can do is take that small bite of something. Now, to me, I'm like, eh, I don't know about this idea, but she says, take a small bite of something and take 10 seconds Chew it, you guessed it, 10 times. And then either A, go, okay, I've satisfied my craving for the brownie. I remember what it tastes like. I enjoyed it. And now I'm taking control and I'm going to, you know, throw the brownie away. And I was like, I don't know. Because I know with me and popcorn or me and spaghetti, there are two of my favorite foods that it's hard to eat as the old commercial says it's hard just to eat just one. So keep that in mind. It's something, uh, a, a way to do that. So I wanted to just introduce you to this book. I'm, I'm enjoying reading it. It really is a, uh, a very easy read. I'm on page, um, 25 already. And, um, it's got some things, some activities in here, but the, the big gist of it, if you're wondering like what the 10 second diet is, as I flip through the rest of the book, I see it in here over and over and over again. And that is again to, you know, just go through the 10 words. Of course, I said it's over and over and over. Now that I'm looking for them, I can't find them. I can do this. It will work. Just stop. And I think to me, that's the key there. Just stop. Because I think we know when we're headed in the wrong direction. And just stop. You know, just Come on, quit being a, a, a nincompoop in the immortal words of uh, Bugs Bunny. What a nincompoop. Uh, but um, just stop. And if you think about it, you you know that's not the right thing. You know, when I when I was sitting at the table, I know. I was like, oh, this is bad. 
you know. And when I walked in, I saw the cake. I was like, oh, you know. And when I woke up that day, I know there was a birthday party, but I ate, ate a pretty healthy lunch anyway. That was, you know, I didn't stop and I didn't think. And I think for me at least, my problem is I always think I can fix it later. Well, I'll just exercise later. And we've talked about that in the past. Then the battle of diet versus exercise. You know, you can. I exercised for 30 minutes on a uh, stationary bike. And I think I burned, I don't know, 250 calories, something like that. You know, and then you go and you eat a package of M&Ms and you just gain 50 calories. You know, it's, it's a lot of, it's exercising obviously is worth the, the effort you put into it. But if you really want to lose weight, it's it's easier to, to speed things up by eating less as opposed to exercising more. So, and keep in mind, I'm no doctor. Always consult your doctor before, you know, doing any kind of exercise, things like that. But my lunch is over. I need to go back to work. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Our website is LogicalLoss.com. And if you'd like to support the show, go over to LogicalLoss.com forward slash support. And if you found any value in this, uh, feel free to help us offset the price of hosting and all the other fees that go along with that. Always appreciate anybody who helps produce the show. And uh, again, we'd love to hear from you. It's uh, easy. You can email me, Dave at LogicalLoss.com. You can call in your comments, 888-563-3228. You can um, use the voicemail button on the right-hand side of the screen. You can leave a comment. If you're listening on Stitcher, pretty please, just take two seconds. I would love it. Click the thumbs up button. That's always greatly appreciated. And if you haven't already, go to uh, logicalloss.com forward slash iTunes and leave us a review. That helps gives the uh, show a little more exposure, which uh, which helps us help more people because you guys help me as much as I help you, I think. And uh, I am uh, didn't have a, a great week. I think I maintained this week, didn't lose any. But, um, you know, you take your victories where you can get them. And uh, today is, what is today? Tuesday now. And so I'm uh, very proud that I'm, uh, I ate my salad for lunch and I've already got my evening planned with some grilled chicken and veggies. So thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again real soon. Again, our website, LogicalLoss.com. And um, I'm going to leave you with my favorite Jillian Michaels quote, who I believe is coming back to TV. And that is, why are you choosing failure when success is still an option? So thanks for listening. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of Logical Weight Loss Podcast. Take care. God bless. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free on iTunes by going to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to Dave at LogicalLoss.com or call in your comments toll free 888-563-3228. You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is LogicalLoss.com. Our theme music is courtesy of SkinnySongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right. Lose weight. Live long. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'm